audio ministry of Grove Park Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina. We pray you will be blessed by today's message. I invite you to take your copy of God's Word and turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3. First Samuel 3. Would you pray with me? Lord, we are thankful for your word. It sustains and consoles us. It challenges us. It pushes us, Lord. And we confess that sometimes we have grown so used to it that we take it for granted. And so it loses its life in us. Lord, reawaken the word in us today that we may seek it more and more. Bless me, Lord, with the words that are needed to all those listening today. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I have a confession to make. I don't like spontaneity very much. I particularly don't like it when it comes to food. That may be the real place I don't like spontaneity, is food. Now, I'm willing to try new things. Sometimes I have to be nudged into it. Sometimes I go quite willingly. But if truth be told, I am quite content eating the same thing every day. Same thing for breakfast. Same thing for lunch. Same thing for dinner. It is an annoying habit to my family. But for me, it is one less decision that I have to make. It is one less stressful event I must go through because I may not like what I order if I order something new. But I know I like what I always get. And so, if you name the restaurant, Eliza can pretty well tell you what it is that I'm going to order. I just say when she says we're going 
to such and such, I'll have the usual. It's just easy that way. You know, as I survey the modern church and the lives of many Christians, I find that most take the same approach to their faith. They simply say, I'll have the usual. We are content singing the same songs, doing the same ministries, and retaining the same scriptural understandings and approaches that we have since we came to faith. And in some instances, that was decades prior. It's just easier that way. Yet the call to epiphany requires something new to be revealed to us, to be brought to light and therefore change us. A failure to answer this call to epiphany, our callous disregard of the nudging of the Holy Spirit toward this light, puts us in the same position as the opening verse of 1 Samuel 3. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. To put it more bluntly, there is little understanding of what God is desirous to do in those days. Because he isn't speaking to them. They are directionless because there is no vision. And we know the words of Scripture are irrefutable. Where there is no vision, no revelation, the people perish. Now I recognize that our first instinct is to try to do an investigation into why this is the case. Why have they gotten into such a, a sorry state here in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And in most cases, I would agree that it is a wise course to undertake such an investigation. However, this morning, I think we can all agree, after all these years of hearing the gospel preached, that we can surmise a few of the reasons why the situation before us has occurred. You know, sometimes I think we spend an inordinate amount of time looking backward under the guise of investigation so that it will look like we are doing something about the matter when what we are really doing is enabling the situation to continue to deteriorate or holding on to the vain hope that it all might just go away. Neither option, beloved, I believe to be biblical. It would behoove us then to spend more time exploring the effects of this lack of epiphany during the time of Eli. Clear as to the path of how it has occurred, that we may be spurred on to recognize our need for and to seek epiphany. 
It should then be noted that a lack of epiphany, a lack of revelation, a lack of a fresh word from God leads to a stale and regimented faith in service. Notice verse 2 through 7. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. And ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He said, I did not call you. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. It's important for us to focus this morning on a couple of things in this text. First, we should notice that Samuel is serving in the tabernacle without an intimate knowledge of God. He's going through the motions, but there's nothing behind the motions. Now, we would be in error if we interpreted Samuel as being unrighteous. I believe the fact that we are told in verse 28 of the prior chapter that Samuel was growing in favor. That is, that he is growing in grace. Let's us know he is part of the household of God. We should understand then that this lack of epiphany, this lack of revelation throughout the land, has led to immature people serving in ministry. I'm not sure what is sadder. The fact that immature people are leading in ministry or the fact that they think everything is good because they are leading in ministry. Beloved, one of the great dangers of the witness of the church in our society today is immature Christians. They lack discernment and understanding of the ways and will of God. They present to the world a half-formed picture of what a true disciple of Jesus Christ looks like. And because of that, the bar for Christianity is set low. So low that I fear unbelievers have been swindled into believing themselves to be at peace with God when they haven't really made a true profession of faith in God. Secondly, the lack of revelation in the land means that most people do not realize that they are missing something. Everyone is acting the same. Clearly, Samuel did not realize that the word of God had not been revealed to him. Eli, the chief priest, had no antenna up to recognize that God might be speaking to Samuel. And it occurred to him, as we will soon 
see after the third occurrence. Beloved, when was the last time you heard from God? Are you aware of when you are not hearing from Him? And are only going through the motions of listening to the sermon, reading your Bible, and attending a Bible study, and yet remaining unchanged. We should never become so complacent that we aren't seeking a fresh word from God. And this should be especially so in times of turmoil and difficulty, such as we currently live. Whether we recognize it or not, there are people all around us who are searching for something. Most have zero clue as to what it is they are searching for, though. It's a longing deep within them that is always present. It's an affirmation that there must be something greater than all of this. It's a confirmation that in the midst of confusion, there is a plan. It's an acknowledgement. That they are loved just as they are because they are weary of the facade they feel they have to erect in order to be loved. In other words, they are trying to find God and lack the understanding of how to even articulate their search. Now the problem is that even if we exclude the impact of immature believers on our society. The drift of the world at large has created within these searchers an incorrect vision and understanding of the faith. Accordingly, we cannot continue to present them with something they think they have already understood and discounted. We must give them something fresh and to do that, we must first be seeking something fresh from God every day for ourselves. The success of evangelism, beloved, rests in part on whether we are experiencing fresh epiphanies of God each day. So the question must be asked, are you missing a fresh revelation from Him? If so, the same solution that enables Samuel will be the same one that enables us. Notice verses 8 through 10. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. When God seeks a third time to offer Samuel a fresh revelation, Eli finally gets a clue as to what is going on and instructs his young disciple how to respond.
Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. And this is how Samuel responds on God's fourth attempt. There's a fervency with which Samuel addresses God. It should be noted. Speak is in the imperative. It's a cry in the midst of darkness for light. Speak, Lord. But there's a connotation furthermore to hears. For it is simply not listening that he is saying. But is listening with a desire to obey. Samuel cries out in the dark. Reveal yourself, God. Say what it is you need to tell me. Because whatever you say, I will go and do. Beloved, when was the last time you offered such a bold prayer? Let us not be ignorant that God is always desirous to bestow upon His child fresh revelation. I am amazed that the beginning attempt of God to get Samuel's attention begins with, Here I am. Yo, Samuel, I ain't gone anywhere. Here I am. God wants to speak something new to the depths of our souls, beloved. Each day that we awake is a day that He seeks to speak. It's a day in which He says, Here I am. Can we say today... Oh God, I'm tired of the usual. Speak for your servant hears. If you are tired today, let's acknowledge one final thing. And if you aren't, maybe this will be impetus to seek revelation. There is a theme throughout Scripture of God's desire to wow us with his revelation. Look once more at the text in verse 11. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. Now, beloved, it would be something if this were the only time in which God expresses such a sentiment to wow his followers occurred in scripture, but it isn't. God answers Habakkuk's plea for revelation as to what he is doing in the world and in so doing tells Habakkuk that he fully under, if he fully understood what God was doing, Habakkuk wouldn't believe it. Throughout the book of Isaiah, God tells his prophet marvelous revelations about the coming Messiah and adds, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? Unless we think that this is the only an Old Testament experience, 
recall the great doxology of Ephesians in which Paul exclaims, Now thanks be to God who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or imagine. We, beloved, do not serve a God of the usual this morning. And we do Him dishonor when we portray Him to be such by lives that disregard the urgent need of revelation, of epiphany. Are you willing to say as Samuel, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Are you willing to say it this morning so that God can wow you? Are you willing to do it this morning for the friend or family member who will be snatched from a Christless eternity because you heard something new from God, something that you can share with them that will fulfill the great hunger inside of them. For that's something new. I say all the time, I'll have you. Some of the best experiences, though, I have. I want to try something different. In fact, there's a restaurant in Ashbrook called something different. Beloved, trying something different is just as easy as driving to that restaurant this afternoon. It's simply saying, speak Lord. For your servant hears. Ensure certain knowledge that when you say that, you will speak. question is, will we recognize it enough in our life to seek it so that we can be the conduit by which they receive it? Let's pray. Lord, we've already sang it, so we might as well say it again. Speak, Lord. Speak in these moments that we would recognize where it is, Lord, that you are calling to us your desire for a fresh word from you. That we would go and receive it. Help us to cry out to you, Lord. 
the dark night of our souls. Where we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Please join us next Sunday morning for worship at 11 o'clock on Facebook Live. For more information and resources regarding our church, please visit groveparkchurch.net. And remember, grace abounds. Thank you.